Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. This week, I'm chatting with Claire Knabel, Senior Manager, Brand and Campaign Strategist at Glossier. Claire started interning from her freshman year at NYU and has since been growing her impressive resume in the industry. She has great perspective on working at a corporate for startup company and shares honest, real feedback about the reality of each. Welcome, Claire. So I'm here with Claire Knabel. Hi. Hey. Um, where are you originally from? I'm from Michigan originally. You are? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I'm from Chicago. That's awesome. Midwest. Midwest. Nice. Where are you from in Michigan? St. Joseph, Michigan. So okay. southwestern Michigan, really small town right on the lake. Nice. I know um, I went to Indiana, and there's mm-hmm. a part of Michigan that a lot of students go to from mm-hmm. Michigan. What's it called? West Bloomfield? Mm-hmm. Bloomfield Hills. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I've been there before. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a nice area. Okay. I was kind of like in kind of small town land. Okay. But I loved it. Yeah. And where did you go to college? I went to NYU. So... Did you from, think about Michigan at all? You you have Michigan? Yeah, I did. I did. I So I was, like a lot of your um, listeners probably, I was really focused on sort of starting to work in the fashion industry and wanted to figure out sort of college around that, which yeah. I think is definitely a, you know, a unique approach, but one that worked for me. And so I was deciding between going to college closer to home and then really coming to New York in the summers to sort of intern and work or jumping right into New York and interning yeah. um, from the start. And you decide to go that route. Yeah. I, it's hard, and especially being from somewhere like Michigan, and you probably saw a lot of people go to University of Michigan and Wisconsin and Indiana. Like, They're very fun, iconic colleges, mm-hmm. but you are in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and you can't really intern and do all the things that you can do in NYU. So it's a hard mm-hmm. decision. It's such a hard decision. And, you know, to be honest, now sometimes I wish I went to a bigger state college, you know. Right. I think I missed out on a little bit of those sort of fun years. But coming to New York was fun in its own way, but just very different. Right. And did you start interning right from the beginning when you went to NYU? I did. So I was lucky to meet one of the editors at Teen Vogue um, at the time, Jane Keltner Diwali, and sort of formed this relationship with her. And so I started interning for her when I was a freshman. So I think I had one semester of sort of just classes before I jumped into interning, but I basically started interning as soon as I, you know, got my feet on the ground in New York. And how did you get that original internship? Is it just through like a relationship you developed with her? Yeah, so it's through um, a combination of, I would say, uh, good timing, being really confident in myself, actually, and um, and that's it. So what happened was when I was in high school, um, I was looking for ways to sort of learn more about the fashion industry, journalism, magazines, all of that. So Teen Vogue was doing Teen Vogue Fashion University right. at the time. I think they still They are. still do a variation of it. Yeah. So I went um, in one of the first years of Fashion University and told my mom that's what I wanted for my birthday. She was like, okay. Um, so we went to New York for this weekend, and um, I was probably earlier on in high school, but was on the high school newspaper, so had been developing sort of my writing portfolio. I brought this portfolio with me to Fashion U. I was so prepared. <laughs> like printed out in printed a binder. Out, yeah. That's amazing. Um, and I met Jane, and I gave it to her, and I was oh my super God, sure of myself. <laughs> and um, 
luckily for me, she ended up really liking it and hanging on to it. And then later I emailed her. You know, at the time I was 16, I had no idea how to network. I think she gave me her business card and I was probably like, cool. Yeah, what's this? What do I do with it? And so I didn't really reach out to her the way that I would now if I were meeting someone in that sort of situation. But I took it and held on to it. And then when I was uh, deciding to go to NYU, I got back in touch with her. And I was lucky that she remembered me. And that she had seen your work and kind of gave you the opportunity based off of that. Mm-hmm. Totally. I wonder what I would think today if a student handed me like a, a hard portfolio of work. Who knows? Who knows? Right? But it made you stand out and, you know, it, it made her think of you and you got the internship from it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's hard for our listeners to wrap their head around is if you have no experience and you're a freshman, like how do you get that first internship? And it really is a lot of luck. Mm -hmm. and the right time and right place. Mm -hmm. And I I hate that that's the answer to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's putting yourself out there um, with the right materials, you know, in ways that are certainly self-aware and appropriate, but also you have to sort of put yourself out there and be a tiny bit pushy to kind of get your foot in the door sometimes. So that's what I did back in whatever year that was when I was in high school. You know, it's probably not something I would think to do today, but given my sort of circumstances and this really big want that I had to get to New York and start interning, that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. Um, And it worked. And it worked, you know. (laughs) So let's fast forward. You intern at Team Vogue, and I'm sure you had a series of other internships. Mm -hmm. How did you ultimately land your job? So my first job was working at Teen Vogue as an online editorial assistant, and that was the culmination of years of interning there. So I did have a number of other internships throughout college, but Teen Vogue was always my home base. So I interned both in print and online there and really got to know the team and really got to see how, at the time, the magazine and the website were functioning, which was awesome. And the dot-com was probably really developing at that period when you were mm-hmm. interning there, which yeah. is cool to see see that whole process. Yeah. I mean, teenvogue.com is killing it today and is very different than than what it was when I was there in, in a great way. It's really grown. Right. I was there in the early stages um, of really, you know, magazines developing out their digital presence, and that was exciting to be part of, um, but, you know, definitely different than what we've seen lately. Right. Um, and so you were interning there, and then a full-time position opened up, and you Yeah, so I, I was interning at Vogue.com, actually, in my last semester, okay. which was really cool because they I was there during Fashion Month, and they do Fashion Month unlike any other publication. They're a machine. So it was really, really interesting to see that all come together. Um, and while I was there, a position opened up at Teen Vogue. I was actually still in school, and started working at Teen Vogue. So it was... While I, you were still in college. You I took a full-time job. I, That's like Christy Dash. Yeah. She has a very similar story. Yeah. Those are extremely ambitious. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Only at NYU yeah. can you do something She's like that. She's great. There was like this whole sort of small class of people who were yeah. interning quite a bit and were really excited about working, which is awesome. Right. Um, And anyway, so I started working, I think it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I was working, but I was working enough to be considered full-time, which was kind of crazy considering I was in school on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I don't know that I would recommend that to anyone else. It's a lot to put on your plate. It definitely worked for me. Um, 
you know, but I noticed the effects in other ways. Like now I really value sort of downtime and vacation and taking breaks after sort of interning and then going straight into working nonstop. I also graduated college in three years, so it was like this whole You were in a rush. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you think if you could go back, you would do it differently? Would you maybe have taken some time off or enjoyed being a college student a bit more? I don't know. That's a great question. I actually never think about that because I feel like I am where I am right now and I enjoy it, but I probably would change a few things if I could do it again. You know, I don't think I'd change the major scope of how I handled things because it definitely did get me working very early. And I've been someone my whole life who likes to work, you know, Um, so it was good for me, but I think it's, it's a track for a very specific type of person. Yeah. I, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, a lot of our interns and a lot of the students in our community are like yourself and I'm very similar. I had tons of internships, but it'll be interesting to see if we all hit a wall at some point where we're like, we're just burnt out because we've been go, 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 and we've never really stopped. And uh, like yourself, you know, in summers I interned, I worked during the school year, I interned and worked. So like, I really haven't, you know, taken a break either. And mm-hmm. let's see like what happens in a couple of years from now. And maybe the answer is to like slow down a little bit and not to intern every semester. And mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't think you need to do things the way I did things. And I also think on a personal level, it's probably not the most sustainable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I think probably in a few years, I'll be like, okay, it's it's time to slow down a little bit. Yeah. I've definitely slowed down even comparing now to when I was in college. So Yeah, well, you find balance and you yes. learn how to time manage better. Mm-hmm. And talk to us about your current role and what you do. So currently I'm the senior manager of brand and campaign strategy at Glossier. Um, Glossier is a direct-to-consumer beauty brand. It feels almost weird to call us a brand. though. I mean, we make beauty products, but I think a lot of what I work on is really about bringing Glossier to life um, across our different channels. So when you see Glossier on social, when you get an email from Glossier, those are all things that I'm involved in. And what I like about Glossier is you know, we've tried to really take beauty to a place that other brands weren't taking it for for young women. Um, and I like that, you know, we're making beauty products again, but we're also um, a business that people have a relationship with, you yeah. know? So it has a very nice cult following. Yeah. We've grown quite a bit, which has been really interesting to see. So when I first joined the team, I think we were 12 people. And, and I what actually, year was that? That was 2014. Okay. So now three years later. Mm-hmm. What's the headcount? I think it's over 70 people, which is... It's crazy. It's been a big spike. Definitely. Um, yeah. It's nice to be a part of that original group. And it's hard, though. It's hard when it's a small team and you guys are doing everything, and then you grow and you're, like, not a part of every conversation and decision. And... You know, there's pros and cons of both. Totally. Um, But that's been great that you've been a part of that. And what's the structure of your day-to-day at work? So day-to-day at work, I do spend a fair amount of my time in meetings. I try to block off time to work on projects. I'm in a very project-oriented role, so I'm always planning for something. I'm either doing a marketing plan and thinking about what our strategy should be there, or I'm working on a totally different project. So... 
I like that because I'm definitely a project person, but it means that I need to find dedicated time to really focus um, because I do like to be involved in everything. I'm, I'm that type of person. And, you know, as we grow and as a business, we do more and more things. It's important to really hone in on what I need to be involved in, not what I would like to be involved in. Right. Like where your yeah. skills and time are best spent. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that I tend to, I like to work on projects in the morning and do meetings in the afternoon because I find that I'm more productive and creative in the morning. But a lot of the time I end up doing the reverse just based on how the day goes. Yeah. And what's it like working for a female led organization? It's great. You know, I've, I actually couldn't really tell you what it's like to work somewhere that's not female led. And I feel very fortunate to, to be in that position because it's an environment that I really enjoy. Um, I've, you know, between Teen Vogue and Glossier, have worked for very strong female leaders, people who I really admire. Um, and I think that because of that, you know, I enjoy work as much as I, as I do today, which is a lot. Um, but I couldn't really tell you what it's like otherwise. Yeah. Right. At the time you were at Teen Vogue, it was Amy Astley. Amy. Yes. Yeah. She's Who, awesome. Yeah. She's really great and definitely... Um, and obviously Emily's amazing. So those are two really good people to work for. Mm-hmm. Were you always sure you wanted to go into the fashion and beauty industry? No, not no. really. You know? Yeah. I think I'm still not, to be honest. I love what I'm doing, but I think that what I knew in high school, I, I'll back up. In high school, I was very focused on getting into fashion. That was my goal and I wanted to do whatever I could to get there and then I started working in fashion and I loved it but you know with every year that goes on I think I realized a bit more with each year that I love other things as well so the common thread that's tied all my experience experiences together has been that I always want the output of my work to be an enjoyable part of someone else's day so that's what I loved about working in editorial and now that's what I love about working on the more creative side of marketing um but you know I'm not I'm not wedded to only working in fashion or beauty or or whatnot you're young yeah you can keep exploring yeah we're in the generation where I feel like we won't just have one job or be in one industry I mean it's not like our parents who kind of were on one track I think that's awesome and that we're lucky. It's almost like yeah. you get to keep reinventing yourself. And mm-hmm. I love, love learning. And I feel like if you just pigeon yourself into one industry, there's, like, only so much you can learn. And so um, I'm with you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always like, I want to learn more. I want to know more. So yeah. um, I think that's a, a common feeling of, of our generation as a whole. Yeah. And when you're looking for new team members to add to your organization and to be on your particular team, what stands out in a candidate? That's a great question. I think I, I always look for people who have the ability to learn from the environment that they're in and the people around them, but also be self-taught. So if we don't know how to do something as a team, that's okay. We're still a very small company in the grand scheme of things. Um, and I look for people who have the ambition to figure it out themselves or use the resources that they have to figure out a problem. Um, so I look for that. I look for people who with that are pretty independent. You know, I look for people who even at 
um, a junior level can come in and have their own ideas and get excited about other people's ideas and really move projects along, um, which I think is important in any environment, but especially in a startup environment. And I think, you know, number one thing I look for is someone who's really dedicated because I find that I'm a pretty dedicated person. So I like to surround myself with people who feel the same way about what they're working on or where they're working. It's good energy. Yeah. How do you balance work and life? That's another great question. (laughs) I'm still figuring it out. I, you know, do work a lot. I'm also on a team of people who also work a lot. So I think that part of it has been as we grow the company, bringing in new people and as a team finding more work-life balance, which we've done a much better job at um, within the last few the last year or so on a personal level I tend to plan my weeks at least a week in advance from sort of like a bird's eye view so what nights am I going to work out what nights am I going to see friends what am I going to do with Michael my boyfriend and that kind of gets me out of the office which is nice right um and I find that I have to plan things in the evening otherwise I'll just kind of work will just (laughs) flow on yeah totally um, I also find that as, uh, like, I, I don't know if, if this has been your experience, but right out of college, I felt like if I didn't answer an email immediately that I was slacking mm-hmm. and that, like, my company was going to fail and I wasn't going to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, like, I know when I need to answer things, when things can wait, and you kind of learn that that mm-hmm. balance. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's as much as you can tell a 22 or 23 year old or 24 mm-hmm. year old, like it's okay. Um, you can slow down. You don't have to answer an email. I think that's just something that you learn with time. I think it is something you learn with time. I felt the same way when I was first getting started working. I felt like everything had to be done immediately. Yeah. And while that can set you apart, it's definitely not necessary and it's exhausting. And also, to be honest, now that you know I'm a manager, it's probably not something that your manager necessarily you know needs or or appreciates it's kind of like let's all take a moment to slow down like and read yeah. think about your response what yeah. you're them. Yeah. yeah for sure the next questions are from our style gurus so i'm awesome. gonna go ahead and read them the first one is from hallie olson from north central college and her question is what are some of the challenges you face working at a relatively new beauty brand and how do you overcome those challenges That's a great question. There are a lot of challenges associated with working at a new brand. I think one of the main ones is something I already touched on, which is if we don't know how to do it ourselves, that's okay, but let's figure out how to figure, how to, you know, come up with a solution. So a lot of that is talking to people who work in similar fields or at peer companies um, or researching online or asking whoever it might be. I think that's one hurdle to get past, but one that you just have to be pretty proactive about um, as a member of a of a, an early team. Um, other challenges associated with working at a, at a new beauty company. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of firsts. So, you know, we launched our first um, face serums last September. And I remember at the time thinking, wow, this is pretty different for us. This is a pretty advanced product. And 
how are we going to do it? And as a team, we figured it out. We came up with this strategy that involved like having people have the products early on and start talking about them on their social channels and, and reviewing them. But, you know, that sort of group thinking process was really integral to the success of the overall campaign and the overall launch. And I think it, it was a pretty different sort of type of product for us than some of our other products. So I think that it all comes back to first first time um, experiences and either learning how to deal with them on a personal level and get things done the way that you want them to be done or dealing with them on a team level. And I tend to prefer the, the team setting and really thinking, th- thinking things through as a group because I think that's when we do our best work, but it's important to know how to do both. The next question is from Melissa Epifano from University of Oregon. How did you find your own voice in writing and how did you stand out from other writers? It's really hard. Um, You know, I think that my voice when it comes to writing has evolved over time. One of the things that I learned working at Into the Gloss, which was originally when I joined the company I'm at now, was Into the Gloss, it was pre-Glossier. One of the things I learned really quickly there was to write how you would talk to a friend, write an email to a friend, um, be natural, use the types of words that you would actually say out of your mouth, like call hair hair, don't call it strands or whatnot, and and take this very sort of um, real approach to writing, which is one of the things that I think really sets into the gloss in particular apart. So I started to write that way on my own and I found that to be something that people really related to. I think before that I was maybe not even as focused on voice and writing working at Teen Vogue. It's very important. Not in I mean not individual voice. I think I was really focused on covering the right stories Um, writing about the right things. When I worked online, I was very motivated by writing things that people would want to read and see. So I was very motivated by traffic and things like that. So I think I focused more on that early on in my the writing phase of my career and sort of focused on developing a voice a little bit later. That's a good answer. And I love how into the gloss like rights like I, I love that you feel like you're talking to your friend it's so conversational and it just it works it's great yeah it's really you. great and I've seen a lot of other publications move in that direction mm-hmm. and I think that Into the Gloss was really the first pioneer mm-hmm. uh, talking writing yeah. that way so it's really awesome I think it started you know it started as Emily's personal beauty blog which was awesome and then we started to grow this editorial team and had this you know roster of writers who all had their own iterations of that voice right it really worked it does work yeah for sure well thank you so much for chatting with us it's so nice to talk to you yeah nice talking with you too all right thanks bye bye thanks claire for joining us Thanks you, the listener, for tuning into this week's episode. 